right, Avalanche fans, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever and wherever you may be listening. Thank you for joining the Lockdown Avalanche podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN at checkout. Receive $10 off your first order. Today, we have a good show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about how the return of the NHL, like I have been saying, maybe is in jeopardy. Nobody's coming out and saying that right now, but we'll talk about why uh, it could be. And kind of going off of that, uh, it's a really good article believe it or not, over at ESPN.com about how uh, you know there's that window of opportunity in the offseason where if you're a married couple in the NHL and you're planning a family to do it where you will, will have a baby during those couple months of the offseason and how that's p- completely blown up right now. And Kevin Connaughton is actually one of the guys that they talk about in the article. So we'll kind of discuss that. And we will get into finding the Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player. And the voting is going on right now. So we're going to discuss where that all sits right now, the final. This is it, folks. So get your votes in, and we'll discuss all that later on. First, if you want to follow the show, follow follow yeah on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Follow on Instagram, search for Lockdown Avalanche. Or send questions, comments, concerns, emails, whatever's on your mind, over to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, so like I said in the beginning, some things are happening that aren't making me feel too good. And this is something that I've been saying for a few weeks now. In that phase two is getting everybody maybe preemptively too excited. And I've gone into it before about how I get it. I get, you know, that we have some semblance of hockey back. But up until a referee drops a puck and the time starts ticking down and there's line changes, um, I'll believe it when I see it. And things are happening now in phase two where you have to start thinking like, okay, are we heading back in the direction of this just might not work? Phase three is supposed to be July 10th. And the the part that everybody lops off is right after, right after that phrasing. Training camp starts July 10th. That's where it stops. The period comes at the end of the sentence, which is if everybody does what they're supposed to do when we're on track to start on January 10th. And if what has happened over the past week continues to happen, I don't see this this starting on July 10th. And I mean, you know what I'm talking about if you've been keeping up with it. If you haven't, the two biggest, well, really three now, is the three biggest issues that have come out are three players from the Tampa Bay Lightning have tested positive, which in turn has caused them to shut down the Tampa Bay Lightning arena. 
which is where their phase two is happening. That's like the Pepsi Center getting shut down. So that's number one. Number two, Austin Matthews has tested positive to get on a personal note and and attach it to an actual physical player and somebody of Austin uh, Austin Matthews caliber. And then three is you know they they're starting to do daily testing for these players because we are in the phase where they can be at the facility around other players. Um, and, you know, having some sort of practice. So they're testing every day. They've tested 200 players. 11 of those tests has come back positive. I don't know if three of those 11 are the Tampa Bay Lightning ones. I don't know if the Tampa Bay players found out through the daily testing or if they found out by other means. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter where those 11 players play doesn't matter who they are it's just the fact that we have 11 guys and that's if this was like you know the regular flu or something like that you'd say all right 11 guys have it they'll be out for a little while while they get over the flu obviously this is not that so are we at the beginning of another cycle of who knows who those guys have come in contact with and if those people that they've come in contact with test positive who have they come in contact with and this is a vicious cycle that has me worried and it has me worried for more than just hockey i was having a conversation with uh, my brother-in-law where i was just like i I don't know how sports come back right now because we haven't even got into basketball having a phase and everybody has these plans and it's great you got to have these plans but the plans mean jack if once you start testing, people are still testing positive. Guys are not going to want to play against anybody. I don't, and I don't know to the extent the general public is not going to know who these guys are. I'm I mean, do they kind of have to tell the other players in the league? Not right now. I mean, if they're if they're going to play a team, let's say this. Let's say the Avalanche are going to play. Minnesota, why not? And the NHL comes to the Colorado Avalanche and says, two players from the Minnesota Wild have tested positive, uh, but they're not going to play, obviously. We've tested everybody that they've been around with. They've tested negative. Okay, fine. So the guys that I'm, I know I'm going up against have tested negative up until that point. Are you really still comfortable to go out and play a game against that team? Even though the NHL probably has done all the protocol and done everything that they're supposed to do to ensure to the best of their ability that they're not putting the other team or either team in danger. I'm sure that they have. But the way that this thing works is, in terms of the virus, it might not show up for another couple days. I'm not going to be comfortable playing that game. I don't know. I, I don't see how you can get to a point where it, it is a hundred percent safe to play this year. I just don't see it. And and that you know, this is this is one one week, really, one and a half weeks since we've been back in this phase two, and this is what we've got so far.
Florida in itself, you know, the numbers has have spiked through the roof because they've opened back up to full capacity. Do whatever you want. And is it shocking that three players from Tampa got nabbed, testing positive? I mean, not really. I, mean, I don't mean to make light of it, but uh, they're saying Florida might be the next hotbed. So, I mean, if that's the case, this thing can spread again. So, who knows? I, I just I get all you people wanting to be excited that Phase 2 is here. And you hear the sounds of hockey. That excites me. Yes, absolutely that excites me. But I have just not thrown down the gauntlet and say, okay, we're on track to come back. We're not on track to come back. We are not on track for July 12th right now. Or 10th. We're not. So, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see what this week brings. If they're testing every day. Yeah, and they're, I think they're getting those results back pretty quickly. Uh, we'll, we'll know. We'll kind of, we won't know. It's not like in the beginning when we had to wait like two weeks before we got results back. This is happening a lot quicker now. So we'll see what happens this week. We'll just have to take it a little bit at a time, but, uh, I'm, I'm not there where I'm, I'm, I'm satisfied and I'm convinced that we are really going to have a return of hockey. I want it just as much as anybody in the world. Trust me on that, but I also want it to be safe. So that's where we stand. Also, we are going to talk about maybe the next step in this, too, about protecting people is uh, NHL players wanting to start their families and how that kind of has been blown up. And Kevin Connaughton is one of the guys, like I said, in the ESPN article. Uh, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. First, talk about like we always do, Built Bar at BuiltBar.com. Make sure you are going to BuiltBar.com. Throw as many boxes as you want into the checkout. And throw in the locked on code in the checkout, and you'll get $10 off your first box. Order four boxes, and that deal of 50% off is still going on right now. I don't know when that's ending, so you better hurry up and do that. If you found the flavors that you like, load up 50% off, and you have a plethora of flavors to choose from. And trust me when I tell you, I have not had a bad flavor. Yeah, even flavors I'm not crazy about. I said before, I'm not a big toffee fan, but even they have a toffee-flavored bar, and it's phenomenal. So definitely check out BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on, $10 off your first order. All right, so we don't release shows on the weekends. when I mean, we can, but uh, typically I don't release a show on Saturday or Sunday. So because this is coming out on Monday, happy Father's Day to any of the fathers listening from yesterday and that you know i i found this article on on uh espn i don't typically go to espn for any of my hockey news for reasons uh and they actually had a, a, an interesting article and these are the things that you don't think about and this was up like six days ago so uh you might have seen this but I, like i said i don't go there often and even though this was <laughs> i don't want to go find an espn tangent even though this article was posted six days ago, it's still on their main page of their NHL section on ESPN.com. So that shows you how much reporting they do on the on the league. Anyway, um, it it does bring up a good issue, uh, and it, it's not. These are the things that you don't really think about outside of people just wanting to come back and play hockey, and players. You know, the off season for the NHL is relatively short. And a lot of guys will try to time starting a family 
around those couple months. And uh, that's what this article talks about. And there's they talk about a handful of guys who have wives that are pregnant. And now their whole plan has really been thrown into a tailspin in what to do. Um, they talk about Jordy Ben uh, of the Canucks. They talk about uh, Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks. Kevin Connaughton of the Avalanche and Washington Capitals forward Lars Eller. And uh, they pretty much talk evenly about all these guys. And, ha- you know, I think it was uh, Horvat and Jordy Ben who say, like, no, they timed it this way. They timed it to try to have a kid during these offseason months. And that's getting blown up. They actually, actually, uh, Connaughton says, they didn't really plan that, but when they found out, in October, they were ecstatic because they, you know, that, that, that's just a bonus that he would be off during those months when he's going to have a kid. And he says, obviously that's changed now. It probably couldn't be a worse time if you look at the schedule, but that's just the way things go. You have to keep things in perspective. We're still pretty fortunate and we can't wait for the baby to get here. (coughs) Great. All good dad things you have to say. And I'm pretty sure this is Connaughton's first kid. I don't know about the other ones, um, but in reading the article, I believe they're all first-time dads. I think that's what they were going for was like first-time dads. So you have that, you know, really getting blown up to begin with. You had when you found out things were exciting. Wow, we're going to have this during the offseason. Couldn't be better. I'm going to be there every single day. And then that all gets thrown for a loop. Now you have other situations like Ben's situation who he lives in Vancouver and excuse me, he he resides, he plays for Vancouver, sorry, and he lives in Dallas. So is he going to travel back and forth? And if you travel back and forth between the United States and Canada, you have to quarantine for 14 days in both countries. If you're going to Canada, you quarantine for 14 days. You come back to the United States, quarantine for 14 days. They might relax some of those uh, precautions when it comes to NHL players and probably NBA players. But right now, those are the rules. And that throws people for another loop. And then the thing that really, where this article like really gets interesting is the hub cities and pretty much all these guys are together and saying i don't know how i am going to be away from my family and my newborn child for that long because once you get into a hub city anywhere and nobody can come in to see you so you are not you know it was Connaughton and ben said it would be nice that if Dallas would be named a hub city, uh, Connaughton said it would give him that peace of mind where you're, uh, where there, if, there, if something happens to go wrong, that you don't have to jump on a flight. Ben said he would be ecstatic were that to happen, but he cautioned that he'd find a way to burst the NHL's bubble. Now, listen, now this is, this is good because you, you think, you know, the NHL has these rules in play, for once players gets to their hub cities and 
you know, family can't come in. You can't go see them. Ben says, there's no way you're going to keep me in a hotel when I have a baby 15 minutes from me. I'll put on a mask. I'll test when I get back to the hotel. I'll do whatever you need me to do. But I'm telling you right now, I'm going to see my child. If this means my fiance and my child have to stay with me in the hotel, that's fine too. But I don't think they can. So that's a pretty powerful statement. And and you don't really think of guys going off the grid and just overriding the NHL and their rules in this. You're thinking people are going to be compliant because we all have to be compliant in this. And you would think NHL players would do that too. But you're not thinking like, okay, like the <laughs> there's some guys that have brand new babies on the way. They are going to see that they are going to break down doors and go see their kid. And I can't say that I blame them. Do you tell them, okay, you can't play? Does does the NHL then make another rule? Say, if you come in contact with your family members outside of your hub city, you can't play unless you maybe quarantine for another 14 days for all we know. Are there those stipulations in play? I don't know. But if you're telling, this is another reason why I don't know if this is going to happen. Players are going to want to see their families. I think a lot of them will abide by the rules. And they say in this article, like this, these are just for new, newly dads. There's also players that have three, four, five kids. They don't want to be away from their kids either. Even though that they might be a little bit older, that doesn't mean anything. If you're a newborn dad and you have a two week old baby, or if you're a veteran that has three kids and the oldest is like 10 years old or 13 years old, there's no difference there. You still want to see your kid. You still want to see your family. So I, this is like I'm saying, I think this is just another cog in the wheel of there's so many things going on here. That's just not natural. And your daily living with your and, and, and being involved with your family life is one of them. And I think there's going to be a breaking point for some players where they're like, I got to go home and see my family. And if that happens, does the NHL have rules in play for those players? I'm assuming that they do. And we'll see if players abide by it. Is it like another 14-day quarantine, like I said? Who knows? But it's an interesting article. And like I said, one of those things that I just never thought of. And uh, Kevin Connaughton's wife is due before training camp starts. She's due June 30th, right? You know, I mean, and that article was, was six days ago. Maybe she already had the kid. I don't I don't know. I've, I haven't seen anything. I follow the Avalanche closely, obviously. I haven't seen anything posted through social media that she has. So, uh, you know, she's going to give birth right around then. And he's got to turn around and say, see you later. I'm not going to be able to see you for who knows how long. That's rough. That is rough. So we'll see how it goes. Before we get to our favorite player, which is ongoing right now, the final voting. Definitely want you guys to check out rockauto.com. I This is a true story. My mother-in-law's car had some issues with it. She took it into the garage this weekend. And of course, they found other things wrong with the car, not just the the main point why she broke she brought it in. And she needed new brakes. 
they wanted to charge her an arm and leg for breaks, like $500 for breaks. I happen to say, you know what? Let's check Rock Auto. And it was just about half the price for what they wanted to charge. So believe me when I tell you, uh, rockauto.com is the place to go. They have amazing prices, a massive selection. Guaranteed your car is listed at rockauto.com. Whatever you need for your car, huge selection, rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. All right, so this is it. We've reached the final day of voting for the Locked On Avalanche podcast favorite player. We have gone chalk up to this point. If this was an NCAA tournament bracket, uh, this would be the first time it's ever happened. But the the higher seed has won every single matchup, and it is down to number one, Tyson Jost, and number two, Sam Girard. And I am getting my updates right now. And this is, like I'm saying, this is the night before. So this is around 10.30 at night on Sunday night. In the beginning, Sam Girard had a wide lead. He jumped out to a huge lead. He's the number two seed. I think it was like 81% to 19% on Twitter. Over on Instagram, he was getting more of the votes than Tyson Jost was as well. The gap has narrowed somewhat, but as of me recording this, he's still up considerably. 67% to 33% against Tyson Jost. So there's still... I think the I think it's going to be over around three o'clock in the afternoon. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can go vote at one of those two social media avenues: LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter or Locked On Avalanche on Instagram, and go vote. Tyson Jost or Sam Gerard, the winner gets the unwavering support of the Locked On Avalanche podcast. They will do no wrong in the eyes of the Locked On Avalanche podcast and its followers, and we'll have fun with it. He will be our poster boy for the greatest player who ever lived, uh, or something to that effect. So we'll see. Sam Girard. I, I thought Tyson Jost, that's why I put him at number one, because we wanted those guys that are the, I don't want to say second tier, like they're, you know, we didn't want the Nathan McKinnons. That's just easy. Nathan McKinnon, Miko Ranton, that's just the easy part. We wanted those other players that you, the, the the workers that you, you know, the 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 players that fill out the team. And I thought we came up with a pretty good list, and there were some good matchups, but the higher seed always won. But it's up in the air right now if that's going to happen right now. Sam Girard could take this if things don't change. If you want it to change, if you want it to be Tyson Jost, go throw him your support right now. He needs it because if not, it's looking like Sam Girard. So we'll see. We'll have the final results from that on Wednesday's show. Uh, if there's anything else that you guys want to get in touch with me on, like I said, those two social media avenues, or send anything into LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com. And if we get any more news, any more coronavirus stuff, uh, any, any good news, any bad news, anything at all, we'll talk about it. So that's going to be it for today, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe. See you Wednesday. And here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.